Hi everyone, welcome to the latest episode of Akinet Tech. In this podcast, we discuss technology that powers education and improves learning for all. I'm your host, Dipesh Jain, and today we have with us a very special guest, uh, Britta Norden. Britta is the Chief Product Officer at Bell Excel and, and a great a great professional connection that I have. Uh, yeah, Britta, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dipesh. Nice to be here. Thanks, Britta. Before I get into the topic and before I get into the details, I just wanted audience to know that Britta and I go back a long way. I think we met three, four years back, uh, Britta, in your previous yeah. company. Yes, yeah, and, been and we've while. been connected since then. Absolutely. And what I really find amazing about Britta is her ability to focus on the learner outcomes and leveraging the right product strategy to get there. So we'll get, we'll get into all of that. Uh, but before I begin, Britta, why don't you give the audience a little bit of introduction about yourself? Sure. Yeah. And thank you so much for having me. It's it's great to be here. So yeah, uh, I've been in product for quite some time now. I've been with Bell Excel for just over two years. And before that, I was in the educational publishing space um, for gosh, over 20 years. <laughs> and, you know, during that time, had a great opportunity to serve um, in many different roles. So I was a sales rep, a marketing manager, an acquisitions editor, uh, content developer. Um, I think if you you know name name a role in uh, in the in the higher ed publishing space, I probably served in that role um, or or worked closely with folks that did. And you know I've just been really grateful for that experience um, because I think it really prepared me well to to do what I'm doing today, which is um, leading our our product team here at Bell Excel. We are a uh, national nonprofit organization. Organization and we work in the out-of-school time space. So really working on solutions for providers who deliver youth development programming across a wide array of, of different services. Great. Uh, that's that's fantastic. Uh, Britta, thank you for giving us your journey. I find it very fascinating for people who move from sales roles to... So you've kind of covered the entire gambit, right? You've done sales done marketing in some shape and form, you've done product management. What what have you learned in this journey of moving through different roles? How how has that helped you all these different different kind of roles? Oh, that's a great question. I think starting off as a uh sales rep was probably the the best thing I could have done for my career um, because it rooted me right off the bat in the space of the customer. And so throughout everything I've done, always having the voice of the customer in my head, (laughs) I think has, has helped. I also think having the ability, especially early on in my career, to try different things helped me understand what I'm good at, what I'm not so good at, um, as well as helped me to sort of build an understanding of how the business works. And I think in order to be a good product manager, especially, it's really important to understand you know, what are the goals of marketing? What are the goals and constraints in production? And I think having all of those different perspectives ultimately helps you as a product manager to come up with strategies and solutions that are going to work for the business as well as for the customer. Great. I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. I've done sales myself, moving into marketing kind of a role right now, working in marketing and sales. Uh-huh. I kind of completely agree with you. I think being in sales brings you that customer-focused insights, right? I would, you know, just wanting to lay out the agenda here. Basically, 
you spoke about bell excel and you spoke about your focus on after school summer school programs uh you know we'd love to get a little bit a little bit more about what you do at bell excel what does bell excel do and you know this is one area that i'm really keen to understand the summer school and i'm sure audience is keen to understand the summer school and after school market so yeah do you want to Talk a little bit about what company does. What kind of areas do you operate in? Yeah, absolutely, would love to. Um, and so we're in a space that that we refer to as out of school time, and we really work with providers who do everything but the school day. And those programs range from academic. Uh, programs to enrichment programs, even to things like camps. And Bellexcel has been in this space for over 30 years and actually started off as practitioners and, and provided out of school time programs for youth um, for many, many years. Um, and during that time, had an opportunity to work with a number of external researchers to validate and refine our models. Um, and I think, you know, through that process, um, we were able to achieve quite a lot of impact and um, really sort of figure out how to make things work from an operational perspective, from a perspective of culture and climate, as well as from a perspective of, of impact and outcomes for kids. The, the one thing that I think um, really began to rise to the surface uh, in recent years for our team was that there aren't very many tools uh, for out-of-school time providers that are right-sized for this space. And so what we found was that we were utilizing lots of different apps, lots of different tools, lots of paper, um, and just the sort of management of all of those tools and, and kind of figuring out where things were on a day-to-day basis uh, took a lot of overhead. And so we made the decision as an organization to build the solution ourselves. Uh, so I think, you know, sort of starting as a practitioner, being very rooted in evidence, uh, and then making this leap to developing a product has been um, very much a, a focus for us over the last few years, and, and certainly my focus here at the organization. In the spring of this year, we launched our um, our first uh, fully digital platform that is designed to help program administrators, teachers, counselors uh, in designing, managing, and implementing um, their day-to-day. And so in that product... We have a student information system. We provide analytics to our partners. We provide professional development. It's really an all-in-one solution that allows youth providers to come in, get organized, get everything they need, keep their staff on the same page, uh, and and really improve their outcomes and improve their experiences for the kids in their programs. Great, um, that's that's fantastic. I think looking back at the what you just said, right? There are three things that I wanted to delve a little deep into. One is the out of school time. Now, whenever we talk about education at tech these days, a lot is to do with classrooms, tools, and what do people, you know, even to some extent, what do people do at home? Uh, you know, what you say out of school time comprises a lot of those things uh, in terms of what do students do when they're out of the classroom? What do, how do they learn there? So, you know, that's an area that needs a lot of discussion, in my opinion. Uh, I think we need to involve a lot of conversations around out of school. What are your thoughts on that? Like, what do you see out out of school, um, basically out of school training as or learning as. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it is a it's a wide ecosystem. 
And ultimately, it's really based in community. Um, and so it's a space where we see schools and school districts collaborating with community-based organizations. Oftentimes, it's the YMCA, the Boys and Girls Club, or other local organizations who really understand uh, the needs of the community and the needs of the children. And of course, that varies. Uh, but one constant across the space is that all children really deserve the opportunity to succeed. They deserve to have fundamentals of social emotional learning and health, um, along with opportunities for academic achievement, for enrichment, and opportunities to pursue the things that they're interested in. Um, ultimately, that that helps helps kids during the school day as well. Um, and so it's it's a space where we see a lot of variability, but the constants are are really rooted in community. And, and that's really important to us, you know, our, as an organization, our role is never to come in and, and supplant what's happening in the community, but it's to support the community, to give them tools and resources and ultimately help them um, serve the kids um, in their local space. Well, that's, that's fantastic. I think that community aspect is so crucial. You know, just giving you an example, we have a toddler who's now about to go to 3K in New York City. Uh-huh. And I mean, I was having a discussion with my wife the other day. She's like, okay, I need to send him to the local YMCA. I need to, he needs to be involved in, he's at, he's three year old. And I'm like, okay, uh, that's not a pressure for the kid. Like, no, it's <laughs> holistic development. I think that's the key word, right? How do you yeah. develop a child holistically? You know, it's one element is academics and there are extracurriculars or community bonding, those kind of things. I think you hit the nail on the head over there. Uh, I believe that. I'm, and I'm talking from personal experience. I think that's definitely something that's very crucial. So thank you for that. Sure. And, and, and so the other thing that you mentioned that caught my attention was using technology there. And you mentioned that, you know, you're basically kind of taking away the manual part of work and empowering uh, the stakeholders with technology. Do you want to elaborate a little bit on that uh, in terms of how, how are things managed currently? What are the things that you trying to do? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So in this space, um, there are definitely um, tools and technologies that are available for providers. Um, I think one of the challenges that we have generally in this space is that there are a lot of solutions that do one or two things. Um, And within youth programming, especially, it's a diverse set of needs. Um, and program administrators have a great challenge in that they are coordinating so many different elements <laughs> throughout the day. Um, and what we aim to do is give them all of the resources that they need, right-sized for out-of-school time, um, all in one place. And so we are really focused on um, doing that in a way that fosters quality and that fosters impact as well. So we are we are an organization that is rooted through and through in evidence. <laughs> um, evidence and outcomes really drive all of our product development. So um, that comes through in many of the different sort of features and capabilities of our product. Um, As I mentioned before, we do things like student information management, attendance, um, data tracking, um, as well as things like professional development. Um, And we provide um, this very unique and I think um, very cool um, tool within our product that is really designed to help program administrators in designing and managing their program in a way that will impact the quality 
um, of what's what's happening uh, in the, in their program. Um, and so what we've done is take all of the evidence that we've compiled over the last 30 years um, from an operations standpoint, as well as from a program management standpoint. And we put that in a very sort of bite-sized um, planner, digital planner, so that providers can come in and they see these sort of bite-sized tasks that need to happen in a particular order. It's all extremely customizable. Um, but as they go through um, this planner, they are really delivered in real time, the tools, the resources, the professional development that they and their staff needs to accomplish all of these goals. Um, and as they're going, they're building their own evidence base. So by the time they've got kids in the door, they've, they've got all of their documentation in place. They've got all of their ducks in a row for parents. Um, all of the staff is on the same page. Um, and by the end of the program, they've got all of their impact evidence delivered and ready to go so that they can tell a clear story to the families who have engaged with them so that they can um, even use these materials in their marketing for their next program um, that they're going to run. And so, you know, what we want to do is make um, all of these, these tools um, that are imbued with quality available in a way that's not overwhelming. Um, and that's very much, okay, you know, this is what we've got to do today. It's super practical, super tactical, um, and with consistency at the end of the day, really delivers results for them. Right. And I think, um, I think you really focused on evidence, right? And that can be seen on your website, on your communication as well, uh, evidence-based approach. And I think that's the holy grail of product management, in my opinion, that you take decisions based on evidences and behaviors, right? So how do you, how are you leveraging those evidence and insight? Like, you know, if you'd like to, because there are a lot of people who've been product management listening to this podcast, in terms of using the right insights, uh, be quantitative, qualitative, and then taking them back into product development, how does that work uh, at your end? Yeah, um, I I really love how our our approach to evidence based decision making has evolved here, um, and I think it is an evolution. Um, and you use what you have. So we're very, very lucky that we have um, externally validated research studies on on our work, um, as well as on the work that our partners are doing, um, and that drives so much of our approach. Um, in addition to that, uh, we do a lot of survey work, ongoing survey work with our partners. Um, we help them develop um, and deliver surveys to their families, to their students, to their staff members. Um, and so this is something that we not only use in our own product development, but that we want to empower our, our partners, our customers um, to have at their fingertips as well. Um, at the same time, there's always that practical component of you know, capacity and budget and schedule um, that we have in product. And so I think you know, one of the, ch the great challenges and, and opportunities for us in product is to strike that right balance of, okay, the evidence is telling us that you know, these things are working, these areas need improvement, um, and then really kind of bringing in the 
the art of figuring out how to prioritize those against your, your schedule and your budget, um, is, is one of the fun, fun things about product, product development, in my opinion. Um, in addition to that, though, I think the other super, super important thing, no matter what you're developing, um, is having touch points with uh, your your customers on a very regular basis. Um, so we do a lot of interviews. Um, we work on building long-term relationships um, so that we can test new things in the field. Um, and that that is where some of the greatest learning happens. Um, cause it all might look good on paper, but until you've actually got somebody using it and testing it out, you don't really know, um, how effective it's going to be or, or where the gotchas are. Love it. Um, I think you covered very relevant points there in terms of not only your product development improvement, but also your customers and your communities helping using evidence to help them as well. I think that's, that's fantastic. The one thing that, you know, I would, I'd be very interested to know that evolution is so important. Um, or, or that adapting, adapting to that evolution is so important. You beautifully laid down some of those points there. In terms of, you know, one of the things that we've seen emerge is uh, learning loss, or, or, or as you'd like to say, it, unfinished learning. And you've seen a lot of uh, initiatives from the government to kind of help with help help districts, uh, kind of help students cope up with these unfinished learning and, you know, uh, intervention strategies. Uh, we see funding for, you know, as a part of American Rescue Plan Act. Now, how do you, how, how does your program leverage that, right? I mean, how can districts leverage some of that funding to help students in their communities? What, what Would you like to share some thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. It's a great opportunity that we have right now with so much investment in out-of-school time. And it's also, I think, adding um, increased responsibility for providing high-quality programming for youth. And I think one of the great opportunities we have um, with Bell Excel is really providing those youth development organizations with tools that are going to help them show at the end of the day that this is money well spent. These The, the providers in the space do so much hard work. And I think having the ability to build your evidence base as you go, do it in a way that feels accessible for everyone will allow them to tell a success story at the end of the day, that this investment had an impact and that in fact, this is, the investment is something that we should see all the time, um, not just post-pandemic, but that investing in youth in out-of-school time yields incredible results for those kids. And so that's been a big area of focus for us is really just wanting to make sure that we are showing up for our partners in a way that, that gives them, you know, not only what they need to take advantage of, of the funding that's available to, you know, scale up their programs to serve more youth, but in addition to that, give them all of the tools and resources to help them tell their story and help them show their impact. Right. And I think you, you correctly pointed out that, you know, Yes, it's the funding post pandemic is important, but I think that's uh, it's this is an investment that needs to happen uh, in developing the youth. Um, and I think I, we really hope that this is a trigger point and it kind of really shows people the way to go about it. Like, you know, how do you invest to get those kind of returns uh, by developing the youth and community? I think that's that's very pertinent. Now, where do you see this going? Right? Where do you see what do you see as a future for this area? What are the plans that you have as a as, as, as Bell Excel in terms of catering to the space. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
I love that question. <laughs> We're doing a lot of a lot of work right now, planning for the future. You know, big area of focus for us uh, right now is around family communication and family engagement. We know, and all of the evidence shows that when families are connected and engaged in what their children are doing out of school um, and with the providers of those programs, the the results and the impact for for the kids is is much much greater, and everybody feels better about it too. I think during the pandemic, parents had an opportunity to uh, see so much more of what was happening for their kids during the school day because everybody was home. And with that new kind of level, I mean, this was certainly true for me. um, And with that new level of awareness, I think also comes a new level of curiosity for the future. And so we are really thinking about how can we provide tools and resources for providers to make those connections very strong and very healthy. You know, we want to do it in a way that's accessible for everybody that, you know, allows them to overcome language barriers or to overcome technology barriers. And so that's a big area of focus for us right now. We're also really thinking a lot about operational goals for providers and how we can provide tools that help them um, become more efficient, that help them become more competitive, and ultimately give them more time and space to focus on on their community and, and on their participants. So that operational focus is one that um, doesn't often get a lot of attention in this space. Um, so we really want to make sure that that what we're doing here is, again, right-sized for, for youth development um, and youth programs. So those are just two areas that we're focused on right now. I think we're very excited about the future. There's There are so many opportunities out there. And this is a space that is incredibly gratifying uh, because you're able to see the results and the impact almost immediately in, in how kids are doing and, and how communities respond to, to this work. So, yeah. Future looks bright. Yes, it does. And you know, I mean, I look at it as I, I look at it as a continuum, right? Like, what has happened is thanks to thanks to the pandemic, I think we've seen uh, lives merged, like work life merged with personal life in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the concept of integration, uh, work life integration, with Jeff Bezos talks about, was was seen most prominently right now. So that's at work. But even if you look at a student's life, their academic life and out of school or non academic and place time, all of that kind of merged in a way that forms that could either form a good harmony or it could be completely, you know, not in a not in a very good way, not synchronized. I think the key is how do you bring that harmony in a in a kid's life in a, in, in students' life, right? Where mm-hmm. it's very neatly integrated with curriculum, academics, out of school, parental time, all of those areas. I think that's where I see that integration of school and out of school time is, is, is I feel that's a, it's a big, big area at this point in time. Absolutely. I agree. Yep. Um, so yeah, any, as we end this podcast, it was great, Britta, talking to you. Any, any kind of advice would you have for your peers, customers, anything that you would like to share? Um, you know, I, I think we've all go, gone through a lot, <laughs> um, in the past year and a half. I don't know that I have any advice for folks, no other than that, you know, we, we continue to, to keep on keeping on and, and, you know, at the heart of, of Bell Excel is, is, you know, really we're a, a service organization. And so I think having the opportunity to serve our partners and, and to serve their communities is something that helps keep us all going, particularly when times get tough. And so um, it's something that I'm, I'm very grateful for, and I'm very excited about our future. I 
think, you know, as we get better and better about right sizing technology for sectors of, of education um, and, and learning overall, the better off our, our kids are going to be for it. So those are just a couple of my yep. <laughs> parting thoughts, I guess. No, I think I like the word, I think, right sizing, uh, because we often use technology as a, it's, it's not a, it's not a, it's, it's how you use technology and how you use it to simplify people's life is what is important. So right sizing technology, I think that's a great, great takeaway. Uh, so thank you so much, Bilda. It was great talking to you. I hope you had a good time. Thank you. Thanks, Tapash. I appreciate it. Thanks.